Ronananian. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Car Doctor. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Ronananian. The dealership has scheduled a five o'clock appointment with us, you know, to sit down and explain the workings of the car. Cars in my wife's name, and I'm not, I'm not getting in the middle of this. You ever teach your wife how to drive? Um, you know, it's like I don't want to explain to my wife how the new car works. It is a good day to die. The car doctor. Can you imagine? Come pick up your new car. It's going to take at least an hour, up to an hour and a half, for explanation of how everything operates. That's the amount of technology, sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now... I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Energize. Here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines and fire up your phasers. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. More information at cardoctorshow.com. Get on out there and also get over and uh, check out the podcast available at spreaker.com and click subscribe or favorite or whatever the such word is and uh, take us with you wherever you want to go. Wow, what a week, right? Leading into Labor Day. Labor Day, you know, the, the holiday weeks before Labor Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day, just it, it, it doesn't cease to amaze in terms of what's involved. But it seems that this week was, I don't know, was Mercury in retrograde? Was, was Venus going the wrong way around the sun? Was the moon in, in double phase orbit or something? There was just... The, the art of communication and the the art of common sense or the use of common sense was just horrific this week. It was a very tough week. And I'm glad to be here with you. I really am. I, and I appreciate the fact that you've turned this on or you've booted this up or however you're listening to this because I, I enjoy spending this time together. You know, you guys, I, and from, your, from the email and the, the, the conversations over the years, this is your therapy. This is my therapy. This is, you know, I get to tell you about my week because nobody would believe me. It just, what is it with communication? I just, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's very hard to listen. And I think we've grown into a society of listen to respond, but not listen to communicate. 2002 Chevy Trailblazer customer regular customer long-term customer she's always been a little on the nervous side is, is the best way to describe it fidgety maybe um so it's not a trust thing she knows who we are and what we are and what we do and it's just you know gotta have my car it started leaking something in the right front corner on tuesday and Margie called me up and said, you know, it's, and I, I'm not sure, it might be steering fluid, it might be transmission. I know the Transoil cooler lines come up that side. I said, yeah, no problem, Margie. I said, listen, I'm just back from vacation. It's a very, very busy week. I, I mean, let me be honest with you. I will try to get a look at it, but I'd rather have the car here than getting stuck on the road. 
So, you know, if, you, if you're okay with this, drop it off. You know, leave it with me. At least it's here and you're not stuck somewhere. And if I can look at it this week, because she was working from home this week, I said, if, if, if I can look at it this week, I will. If not, and it goes into next week for you to get to work, are you okay with renting a car? Yeah, sure, that would be great. Absolutely. Okay, good. Communication. We've communicated, right? That was Tuesday. Came in, dropped it off Tuesday, 1 o'clock. Wednesday morning, 9.15. Hey, did you look at my car yet? No, Margie. Remember the conversation about, you know, I've, I've, it's going to take time. I've got to, I've got to, you know, and I get it. You know, maybe one time we're nervous, we're fidgety. Okay, well, call me when you know something. I will. I promise I will call you when I know something. Now, you've got to understand, and we're, we're, a, we're a, a small repair shop. We see, you know, 10, 12 cars a day. So do the math. What are we seeing? 50, 60 cars a week? And I would say better than five or seven, five, maybe seven, eight, maybe eight customers this week, which is fidgety. I don't know what it is. Everybody was just, and I spent quite a bit of time saying, no, your car is not ready yet. Why? Because I said I wasn't going to be able to look at it, remember? And, 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 you know, Thursday, Margie called at noon. Hey, did you get a look at my car yet? You know, you stand there and you look at the phone and you want to go, well, actually, your car is done. I'm charging you $60 a day storage. I just try to run up the bill because, you know, and I could probably say that with Margie. She's a long-term customer. She gets my, my sense of humor. Um, she would understand we're kidding, but... And I know all of, not, not all of you, but I know some of you do this, and I'm not sure why. Why do you call the mechanic to see if the car is done if they said, we'll call you? I'm kind of looking for that answer, by the way. <sighs> Friday morning, about 11 o'clock, I texted Margie. Hey, Margie, your car's on the rack. I'm trying to get it done today. It, it turned out I had looked at it late Thursday. It, the, the right front shock had rusted through, and it was leaking shock oil. It was kind of neat. It was actually, and if you, if you pumped it up, if you bounced up and down on the fender, it would build up enough pressure in the shock that if you put the car up in the air, you could watch shock fluid pee out the bottom hole and hit the right front fender well. It was like instant oil proofing, rust proofing. It was never, never, never rust in that corner of the car. And needed two front struts, which is a little involved on this car. There's a, there's a, there's a, it goes into a knuckle and a lower wishbone fork, and it has to be pulled off of the press and, you know, a little cockeyed, but we, we, we got it done. So about 11 o'clock, I, I texted her, hey, Margie, your car's on the lift, and, you know, it's, it's going to be done today. It's just a matter of time now. I just want you to know I'm doing everything I can trying to, you know, make it happen. About 1.30, Margie called. She said, hey, I just wanted to know what the status was with the car, and I said, well, Margie, I sent you a text. Didn't you see the text? No, I was trying not to look at my phone because you told me not to call, and I know if I picked up my phone to look, at, look, to, to look at other stuff, I would end up calling you, so I figured I'd wait and see if, if you called me. You never called. Right, I texted you. Oh, is that what that green light blinking means? Yeah, like look at the phone. She looks at the phone. Oh, by the way, you texted me. Yeah, no kidding. And then you have to explain why you texted. I don't, I don't get, but whatever. So moving on. So at the end of the day, Margie got her car back. It was fixed. She was happy. And, you know, I kind of explained it to her. Like, I'm explaining it to you. Listen, if the mechanic says he's going to call you, give him a chance. Let him, you know, listen to what he says. Because if you can't hear him when he says, hey, it's going to take a couple of days maybe to get a look at it, but likely going to next week. If you can't understand that communication, how can you understand, here's what's wrong with the car. Here's what it's going to cost to fix. 
and here's the necessary procedure in order to execute that repair. And then, as proof of life after death and somebody behind the curtain kind of pulling the strings the other way, just to show you that there is somebody on the other side of the veil manipulating things, the little old lady with the 14 Ford Fusion that has, I think it's, I think it's just turned about 6,000 miles now, late Thursday afternoon pulled in. She had a flat, and, and Edith has been a long, long-term customer. And she had just moved, and she's, she's older, uh, you know, she's a senior, and the car had a flat, and she had AAA come out and change it, and she left us the, the flat tire, and they had the donut on the car, and she needed the, the spare for the weekend. And um, I understand that, a holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend. And she had moved. So I said, you know, give me the new information, Margie. She, you know, she moved to the next town over into a senior center, and I took the information, and I repeated it back to her. Here's the phone number. Here's the address. Make sure I got it right. Yep, I got it. I will get this done. Um you know, likely by noon tomorrow, call me just in case, because I want to make sure you get your tire back, and we'll go from there. Well, let's see. The tire came 9 o'clock. We asked for it on the 8 o'clock truck. It got to the shop about 10 to 9. I jumped right on it. I got the tire done. By 10 o'clock, it's all balanced, ready to go. Uh, sat down at 10 o'clock coffee break. Called Margie's phone, um, Edith's phone number doesn't work it's a wrong number i ended up getting a small tool and power repair equipment shop somewhere in south jersey hmm that can't be good then obviously never heard of edith so i said let me back up here and i tried dialing it again nope that was a number um it's really amazing right because you know what happened here okay proof of life after death somebody pulling the strings from the other side uh just just to see how we would handle it she never called so I took the next step of, I called the police dispatcher in town, because they know everybody, and she knows Edith's cousin, who lived across the street from Edith, and she called Edith and Edith's cousin, and Edith's cousin came back and said, you know, my, my cousin Edith moved about a month ago, and she gave us this phone number, and it doesn't work, and we've got no way to get hold of her either. So I did the next best thing, I jumped out on the internet. See, I got time for all this, trying to fix my 12 cars a day. Okay, I jumped out on the internet and I googled the address, and the address was the senior citizen housing center that I kind of thought it was in Wyckoff, and I called them up and I explained the whole situation. And the lady Mary was very nice, and she said, "Oh, she said, let me look her up. What's her name?" And I gave her the whole name, and she looked her up, and she goes, "We don't have anybody here by that name." So we left a message with the Wyckoff Police Department because I know the police dispatcher. So they're out looking for Edith in her, in her blue Ford Fusion. So somewhere around Bergen County, New Jersey this weekend, if you happen to travel and you want to see the sights, there's some poor little old lady in a blue Ford Fusion with 6,000 miles on it who's got a Space Saver donut on the right front. I've got her wheel and tire at the shop. She never called. And I don't understand that. The ones that you don't want to call, call. The ones that you want to call, don't call. <laughs> That's auto repair, folks, and that was my week. 855-560-9900. I'm running Andy the Car Doctor. Coming back to kick the garage doors open right after this. Ron's number handy, 855-560-9900 for when you really need advice on your car. Here's Ron. 
Hey, let's get on over and talk to, is that Susmit? Am I saying that right? In Illinois, 11 Toyota Avalon. Yeah. Welcome to the yeah. car doctor. How can I help? Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Great show. Thank you. What's going um, on? I have a uh, 2011 Avalon. I'm trying to hook up a uh, trailer wiring harness, a four pin. Okay. And what I was wanting was the color code to the Avalon. I've tried Googling, and I'm not having any luck. All right, so well, let me, let me let me ask the dumb questions. All right, I get to ask the dumb questions. I've done this a long yeah. time. Um, okay. Uh, having just gone through this, discovering trailer hitches for 2018 Explorers, is the vehicle rated for tow? Yeah. Do you know? If, well, in the you, manual, it is. I mean, because it talks about it. Okay. And in, in, the, in the owner's manual, where are you getting the trailer hitch from? I got the trailer hitch from. Uh, it's a known company on the internet, Trailer something, right. E-Trailer or something like okay. that. Okay, so it's, 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 it's a hitch made specifically for the vehicle. By, by yes, ch- it's, by it's, ch- a, it's by a simple hitch. Okay, by chance do they have a wiring diagram plug-in, an add-on? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there is a, uh, a little literature that came with it, yes. Uh, maybe I, I think I asked that wrong. Do they have a harness plug-in? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't buy that one. They had that one, but I didn't buy that one. Why? Well, I just I figured it was a four-pin, you know, four-pin uh, simple wiring, and that's why I so, bought that one. Well, so the one... Unless, I mean, if you're saying... Well, wait a minute. Just hang on a second. So Something... Okay. I was going to say the, the the one that came, you know, in kit form. Is it? Are you still cutting into the wiring harness and soldering or, or butt connecting or whatever? Or does the does the kit that they offer give you the ability to unplug connectors and plug things in nice and clean and you're done? Yes, yes, plug things. But the problem I had was you have to do something in the front of the car, underneath the the steering wheel. So that's what that's what kept me from getting that thing. What do you, what, you know? You got to wire it all. You got to. Oh, they want you to run. The, they want you to run the along. harness from the front of the car to the back. Yeah, and then you plug it in into the your rear rear lights. So, in other words, you're accessing the rear lights at the front harness, where the front harness probably comes down around the steering column. Would be my guess. Correct is what they're is what they're telling. That, you. Yeah, that's that's the. That's correct. That's the plug-in one that that exists, which I didn't get. All right. So where are you planning to tap in? And I've got the wire colors. I'm glad to give you the wire colors, but it's it's not a question of that. I'm just trying okay. to. One of the things I've learned in doing wiring and harness repair is okay. Anytime I don't have to disturb or expose a wiring harness, I would right. ra- I would rather go through the pain of doing it the hard way rather than. Then cutting that hard, unless I'm going to heat shrink, you know, nice clean solder. This isn't something where it's just tape right. and let it go because, uh, you know, where where are you going to where are you going to attach this harness? Now you're going to go into the trunk. Is it accessible in the trunk, or is it underneath the vehicle? Where are you going to go to get it? Um, I mean, I've got I've already got it wire, wired up to the to the light area to the rear light. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, so you know, how did you get? Yeah, the whole- I mean, I've already got it to that point. Okay, I got so you- it. I got it from the the trunk where the where the tire is. 
so I took that little grommet out of there and we, you know, wired, pulled it up from there and, uh, you know, uh, ran it through the, the side and, you know, it's a clean, clean setup All right. and just goes directly right in the back of the, the rear, rear lights area where the, the lights are exposed where the bulbs are. Right. The wires are right there and there's four wires or five wires and, so I thought it'd be easier. There's one wire that goes to the right-hand side of the light, and there's like four that goes to the left. What what color wires you got? I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what you should have. You should have a yellow, an orange. I got a yellow, which is left turn. Let's left turn. I don't turn. have an orange. I got a red. Uh, no orange. Orange is tail. Yeah. White. Okay, I got a yellow. Uh, tail is tail is brown. Uh, tail is brown and orange is brown also. Tail and park. Okay. Yeah, they're they're showing me they're showing me in wiring they're showing me orange and brown are both tail. I imagine there's a small there's okay. a, probably a small side locker that they're making as um, orange because that also goes to the side marker bulb. White's the left uh, stoplight, and and brown is tail. White is ground. Right, and then um, white black is ground. And that's that's the okay, left side. Black, the, right. the, then the right side is, the right side is green is turn, blue is stop. Yep. Pink is tail. You got two pinks, both are tail, and that's it. Those are your four colors. No, this is. Yeah. So what am I missing? Right. Nothing. Right. Now the so, question is, how yeah. you going to hook? How are you going to connect to that? Right. <laughs> right. Right. So that and that brings me back to the point that, you know, doing wiring harnesses, man, I'm telling you, the trailer harness, yeah, I know. You're gonna have to take the back seat out, take up the the, the, the sill plate and run the wiring harness all the way up, but you know, five years from now when you haven't had a harness issue, you'll be happier you did it that way than, you know, attacking it in the trunk. Um you know, because there's generally no place to do it. I'm Ron and Andy in the car, Doctor. I'll be back right after this. When the family car needs some fixing, there's only two things that really matter. Getting the right part and getting some good advice. It's a pretty safe bet that with over a million parts in stock, Pep Boys has the right part right now. The Pep Boys pros are extensively trained to find the right part for just about any car or truck. Better yet, these pros can also handle the entire installation or service needed. It's always good to have options and know the Pep Boys pros have it covered either way. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. Let's go over and talk to Lisa in Connecticut, 08 Honda Accord. Lisa, you're on with the car doctor. How can I help? Um, okay, I was driving, and I turned on my air conditioner, and it was hot air, and then all of a sudden it made this really churning noise, you know, something I've never heard before, and obvious, and like I said, it was hot air, so I, I turned it off, and, well, bottom line, to make it real short, um, uh, they replaced, um, I got a used um, compressor, okay. and it was replaced. And it, okay, it worked, you know, for about a day and a half. And then it, it, it was hot air. Bottom line, it was sporadically. 
sometimes hot air, sometimes it was, and when it was cool, cold air, it was cold. It was nice. But every once in a while, it just didn't work. Um, I, I, but I, okay, I took a long trip and after a half hour, um, it just stopped the whole, the whole way. So two, a two hour trip with only a half hour of air conditioning in this heat. Okay. So, um, but then, you know, once I got home, it, it worked. You know, that was the crazy part. Why is it working sometimes and not working other times? Well, I went to get my headlight fixed, which had nothing to do with the air conditioner. I was going to live with it right. like that. Um, and I was talking, so I, I started talking to the mechanic, and I said, you know, I got this air conditioner, and sometimes it works, and it, when it does, it's great, but sometimes it doesn't. I said, I don't know if it's because of the old compressor. Maybe I should have bought a new one. And so, of course, he right away he wanted to change it. Well, so I had him replace it again, okay? You had him replace the compressor. Yeah, well, yeah. With, I mean, with, with I didn't another, know what was wrong with it. Right, with another used one? No, a, a new one. A new one, and you paid the price difference. Oh, big price difference. Right. That's okay. <laughs> uh, um, okay. But I figured if it's going to work, hey, you know, it's worth it in this heat. Uh, of course, I'm retired, and it killed killed me. Right. It killed me, my wallet. Okay. So the next day, I, I had to go to Boston again, I whatever, and I come back. Um, fine. Okay. The next morning, it doesn't work. You know, it's this on-off, on-off thing. So um, even I bring that, it back in, right. and I told them, "Look, it, it's doing the same thing." They said, "Oh, well." Then they called me back, and they said, "Oh, it's your condenser. It had nothing. You know, it it really either 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 compressor would have worked. You need a condenser. It's clogged, or something like that." They told me. Well, what do I know? I said, oh, my God, you know. Right. Okay, fix it. So now new compressor, new condenser. And it still doesn't work. And it still doesn't work. How did I know, I... How did I know that? Because <laughs> ca I called you. I know. That's kind of, that was the giveaway. Um, <laughs> let, let, me tell you, let me tell you where this repair went wrong and, and, and why, and I'll tell you what I think. i tell you what the next step is that they have to do. I haven't used a used AC compressor since 1983, I think. It's been a while. Uh, you, you know, generally compressors today, unless it's a real late model vehicle, or something in a salvage yard that's, you know, documented 20,000 miles old, etc. But, you know, you're, tr you're talking about a 10-year-old Honda Accord that's got higher mileage on it. Um, y you know, and well. H Honda's, Honda's, well, you don't know what the compressor came out of. Honda yeah. Honda AC compressors, seven, eight, nine, ten, elevens, they tend to burn up the clutches. They have clutch issues, AC compressor clutch issues, and you know you can do a clutch, you can do a compressor, but generally the compressors are, are not a strong suit part of that vehicle family, in my opinion, based on what I see and change at the shop. So doing a used compressor, depending upon how it was stored and cared for. Understand an AC compressor is a big pump. It's 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 no different than an air pump, a water pump, a fluid pump. It's if there's particulate, if there's contaminant 
of some kind in the AC compressor. It's now been pumping junk into the system, and the first stop in the system is the condenser. So, you know, the question here becomes, could the condenser have been, could it have been restricted as a result of the used compressor? It's possible. Could it have been restricted as a result of the first compressor failure, depending upon how it failed? Yes. So there's a lot of unknown here. There's a lot of what I haven't heard you say is somebody tried to diagnose it. Did anybody try to diagnose this before parts were replaced? Um, yes. Um, well, this happened over 4th of July. Well, it was the Sunday before 4th of July. Right. So, uh, yeah, great time, you know, to happen. Uh, first of all, it was the hottest day of the year. <laughs> and um, so my car dealership couldn't, I had to wait until the 11th of July. I said, I'm not waiting 11, 10 days. So I went to Sears, and they did one of those diagnostic things, and they said, or maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. But anyways, they said it was the compressor. You know, and then when they told me how much, I said, ah, "I got to think about this." And and then of course, uh, some friends really were pressuring me to, "Oh, we got this good mechanic; he can do blah blah blah, whatever." So I I went the cheap way, which you learn your lesson, you know. <laughs> well, but sometimes listen. Some, sometimes the cheaper way is okay. The the question I've got is when they I'm, I'm I'm and I guess they wouldn't explain that to you, but I'm wondering how they diagnosed it. The the fact is, you know, an AC compressor not turning on, right? That was the that was the premise here. It was you would turn on the air conditioning, and they told you the compressor did not engage. Yes. Well, okay. Um, the the mechanic did. Right. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. there's one wire that goes to the compressor. Most mechanics can diagnose one wire. All right. It's a it's a red white wire. It's you turn the AC on. It's got to have battery voltage to it. If it has battery voltage on that wire and the compressor has proper ground going to the clutch coil, which, again, one more wire. Most mechanics can diagnose one more wire. Good ground, good power. That compressor's got to operate, all right? If it, it's, it's pretty simple, and it's, it's, there's a couple of ways you could test this. If, if it has to be done on the road, there's a couple of things you can set up to, you know, while you're driving, does the compressor clutch cut out? You know, and there's your test point. You can look for a bulb to be lit. You can set up a meter. There's a couple of different ways to do this. I'm surprised, and maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping the gun. I'm surprised that you haven't said. Did anybody ever mention to you about changing the AC compressor relay? Relay, relay. Um, actually, after the after this, these two things happened, and after all the money I spent, right. just thinking how long it's going to take me to make up that, you yeah. know, I said I'm going online, and and I found some you know articles, and w one said, well, it could be uh, the, the the sporadic, you know, the intermittent cooling could be like freezing up, and it said something about uh, dirty cabin air filters. So yeah. okay, I'm I'm going to change that. Okay, nothing happened. Well, nothing wait, I'll back happened. up. Did, did did anybody mention to you? Did anybody change the AC compressor relay? No, no, okay. but I found that online, right. and I went back to them, and I said, did you change, did you, uh, change the relay? And he says, no, because okay. it was working or something. I don't know what the heck he well, was talking Well, let me tell you, there's the, the, the two most common failures on Honda, on Honda air conditioning is mm -hmm. one's the relay, two's the compressor. 
The expansion okay. valve comes in at third based on pattern failures. It's, it's not completely uncommon, but it's not nearly as common. The proper way to diagnose this system, and let me close it out here by saying it this way, the proper way to diagnose this would be to check for power and ground at the compressor clutch. If you've got power and ground, that's a bad compressor. Done, conversation, over, end of story. If the AC was sporadic and that sometimes the compressor came on and sometimes it didn't, but it was cold, it was cold when it did, then that system mechanically and physically functioned. It just needed a correctly operating compressor, whether it be because the compressor was bad or the relay wasn't providing power. So the next step is somebody's got to diagnose why doesn't this system get cold. If this goes back to square one, where even with a new compressor, we have no power to the clutch, an, an AC compressor clutch, think of it as a light bulb. It's an electrical load. The, the, you, you flick the switch, the bulb's got a light. You flick the switch, the compressor clutch has to come on. Electrical load has to be there, all right, in, in terms of just operating the compressor. So they're going to have to check for power to the compressor and ground and then go accordingly. And, you know, do we have a bad new part? Do we have a bad relay, which is located in the unroad relay block? You had a question yeah. real quick. Which they should have changed because I saw how much it cost. Right. I said, geez, they could have changed the relay and it wouldn't have been any I got news money for you. out of their pocket. I got news for you. As part of the diagnosis, Lisa, they could have swapped mm -hmm. the relay. We swapped the AC compressor clutch relay on some of these cars when we were in a hurry with the defrost rear defroster relay. They're identical. They sit right next to each other. Mark them, swap them, send the customer out the door, let them drive it for three days. They come back, they say, hey, it's fixed. Good. 20 bucks give me a relay we're done i gotta go sweetheart but go get it diagnosed tell them you want you want you know you want to have it you want to have a diagnosis and you want a definitive answer whatever they tell you your question to them is will that fix the car yes or no they don't give you an answer call me back all right i gotta go 855-560-9900 running any in the car doctor coming back right after this Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. John in Maine. I've got a couple of minutes here. What's going on? John? Hello. Hey, John. How are you? Ron and Andy, Good. How are service, you? sir. Good. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Great You're show. Welcome. You're welcome. Okay. I have an 08 Honda Accord I've recently acquired. Uh, it's a four-cylinder automatic. It's got 106,000 on it. It was in very good condition, uh, well-maintained. The gentleman put new tires on it before he acquired it. Uh, probably got about 3,000 miles roughly on them. Uh, it's a Westlake brand, SA07. It's had a pull ever since I've got it. Um, West, both sides, but Westlake is the brand of the tire? Yes. Okay. Um, it's an inexpensive tire. Yeah, it's an, it's it's an so, off-brand an off -brand something from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, so I've had it rebalanced, um, rotated. I put new rotors and pads all the way around, four-wheel alignment twice, second time just to verify, and they swap the tires again side to side all around and just went to the tire shop today, and they're like, we can't figure it out. Next steps, set of four tires, but I'd like to be more confident before I do so. Well, Any ideas? Yeah, let's, let's, let's back up a second. So when, when they're doing a four-wheel alignment, all right, um, I mean – Hunter machine, specs built in, everything falls within spec, uh, you know, uh, or, or, or something equivalent. The, the alignment machines today are pretty good. They'll, 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 they'll flag whatever's out. 
mm-hmm. you know, everything everything looks on the money as as far right. as specifications. They're they're not coming back to you and saying, well, you know, caster's close, but it's 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 still out of range. They're everything's square and true, right down the line, right? Exactly. Uh, center line of the vehicle is, is is correct on the alignment machine, as far as they're not saying the rear tires aren't crabbing uh, against yeah, they- the front. They're telling me everything's spot on. They they double checked it and just did a you know realigned it again today for the second time, and nothing's everything's spot on. Everything's within spec. No, nothing's loose. Nothing's nothing loose in the front end as far as uh, the steering components. Everything's tight. When they when they rotate the tires, how do they rotate them? I believe they were going crossing them from the front to the back and then the back straight up. I believe. Not 100%, but he did say today he swapped tires right to left up front. Best drove it. It was still pulling. Um, they it, swapped tires all many different. Let, let me let me, let me me pull over and take a pause, John. I don't want to rush this. Stay right where you are. We'll be back right after this. I'm running Andy in the car, Doctor. Don't go away. Hey, John. Running Andy in the car, Doctor. You there, babe? Uh, yes. You, you got a pencil handy? I do. I want you to go take a look at Honda Bulletin dated May of 2009, 06-068. All right, I'm okay. doing this I'm doing this quick cuz we're going to run out of time. And sure. one of the things, some of the stuff is basic, all right, but one of the things in there is it it talks about a diagnostic repair procedure for vehicles that pull or or, or shift like yours is going through. And it, okay. it it talks about how to modify or change camber in what direction. For example, if the vehicle pulls left, they want you to put more negative camber in the in the left front, more positive camber in the right front. They they kind of give you the tips on what to look for. Um, okay. Me personally, from my seat here, I like what they're doing with the tires. I at this point, I'd move the tires anywhere I could just to see does anything have any change on the way the vehicle tracks or pulls. Is it always to the left, or is it to the left sometimes, sometimes to the right? More considerably to the right, but it will go to the left okay. at times. But it, it it hasn't changed as far as... Right. Is it is it road crown direction. sensitive? It is not. Uh, it'll do it on a flat, flat stretch of highway or crown road. Um, doesn't make seem to make a difference. I wonder what would happen if they put, you know, if they started playing with air pressure, tire pressure, moving that around, you know, just for the sake uh, of the diagnosis. It's a, it's a possibility. I, I could probably try that. I have, uh, they were at 29 when I first got the car. I put it up to 32, which is spec on the door. Right, um, what's the door say? Make, right, exactly. Yeah, and that didn't make a difference. They're at 32 now, and um, Nothing seems to be changing. You know, it, it, back, in, back in the old days, a million years ago, once in a while, we'd get a car where we'd have to put more camber one side than the other, and we would actually loosen the cradle bolts and shift the cradle over. I mean, it wouldn't look like much on the um, on the rack, but, you know, a sixteenth, a sixteenth okay. of an inch um, or, or, or less than that, a 32nd, could possibly make all the difference in the world. Uh, I, I'd like to really see the alignment numbers and then start playing with tires, but get your hands on that bulletin. It does give you some specific repair steps or diagnostic steps to go through that perhaps they're not covering. Some of it's basic. Some of it's a little bit more advanced. Call me back. Let me know where this one ends up. I'm kind of curious. I'm Ron Anani in the car, Doctor. Till the next time. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See you.